Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees or Roger Goodell. Look, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, and I'll rock with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam, fam, we are in the building, shout out to the family, how y'all doing today, man, as you know, uh, we up in this thing, recapping of the stream, man, listen, yesterday, man, we had a little technical difficulty, it kind of shut off, like we did yesterday, shout out to my boy, Hoodie who kind of gave me the game on that. But it was a good stream, man. It was fun doing the stream, and we're getting back into effect. We'll be doing the Texans, and throughout the entire season, the play-by-play is always a good thing, man. Always good to talk to you guys. So shout-out to all the family members in the thing. Uh, appreciate each and every last one of y'all. We're going to recap the game. We're going to talk about the pros, the the, the 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 pluses, the minus of the game. We're going to cover some other articles and some stuff from Peter King, what he was talking about. 
We're also going to kind of go over the Saints roster, 58-man roster. We're going to go that. And then we got three videos we're going to play. We're going to kind of listen to Dennis Allen's post-game press conference from uh, the Chargers-Saints matchup along with Jameis. And plus, we'll listen to Rich Eisen uh, and Peter King have a discussion about uh, Derek Carr coming into this. So as we get further into the season, a lot of people are kind of jumping on that car train, you know, and, and moving the thing. So anyway, we're going to bring in a co-host to the, to the show for the first time. Uh, he'll be co-hosting the show with me. Of course, I am Big Q, and we got Papa Q that'll pop up on the stream and be here with me. So let me bring in Papa Q. Papa Q, uh, 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 turn your mic on, sir, and let's, uh, let's, let's get, get you introduced to the fam, man. How you doing, sir? All right, how y'all doing? Um, um, I'm excited to be hosting with my son on the show, and I'm a who that, along with everyone else. And I'm just looking forward to getting good and better at this. This is my first time doing it. So if I trip up, uh, run over a few tree, uh, tree limbs along the way, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. <laughs> hey, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Papa Q, if you have any problems, don't worry about it, man. We're gonna be fine up in here. Yeah, I make my, I, I do my best not to trip up and trip over a few uh, a tree limbs, my damn self. Up in here. <laughs> so we're gonna be all right. So shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all, man, and uh, appreciate you, Ronnie. <laughs> <Hey>, daddy, <laughs> OG Jerry, and the rest of the fam. How y'all doing, my brother Scoob? Eugene, everybody, man. Shout out to all y'all, man. Appreciate y'all being here. All right, so anyway, let's get into it, man, because we watched the game here. And listen, it was interesting at the same time, uh, uh, you know, Pop, that the uh, Saints handled some stuff. So let's go over uh, some team statistics right away. We talked about, uh, and we did some of this on the uh, uh, halftime stream anyway, but let's cover it here. First down, Saints. Uh, kind of lost that battle 19 to 13. The passing first downs 10 to 8 on that thing. You look at the penalties uh, in terms of the uh, actually third down efficiency. The Saints were 5 out of 17 versus the Chargers 3 of 15 in the game. A total plays 66 versus 68 advantage of the Chargers. Saints had 339 total yards versus 309. 14 total uh, uh, drives versus 13. Saints averaged over 5 yards per Play versus 4.5 by the Chargers in the matchup. 278 yards versus 189 for the, uh, of, against the Chargers. The Chargers dominated with the rush, 120 yards versus 61 by the Saints. we got to improve down. 26 carries, Saints averaged uh, about 2.3 yards per carry. That, that, that can't fly. we got to do better than that. Red zone, Saints were 1-5 in the red zone. That that does also doesn't work. 2 or 3, the Chargers work. And the most horrific statistic of the night, was the penalties 14 penalties for 141 yards versus five for 26 by the Chargers? And the positive stat for the Saints was three turnovers versus zero turnovers. They had zero turnovers despite all of the problems with the turnovers. So, I mean, with the uh penalties. So, let's, from you, Papa, to, uh, let's get your thoughts on uh, the Saints team statistic wise, sir. Well, I, I think the, one of the main problems that I saw when I was observing the game, they had uh. Uh, was the penalties, the holding. It was, uh, you know, good games that were called back because of our penalties. Uh, I think uh, Jameis started out pretty good, uh, but then he slipped back and he tried to force one long. It was, it was fortunate that it wasn't picked up. So we have some things that we have to clean up there. 
you know, um, fortunately, we didn't turn the ball over. Um, the third down efficiency wasn't all that good either. You know, it seemed like the, the Chargers knew what we were, what we were going to do from the start. You know, so some of the uh, – I know he didn't have the starters in, but you know, they, they're still making some mistakes that almost is costing them the game. Fortunately, the defense stepped up and uh, got the Chargers uh, – he was able to hold them to keep them from – uh, scoring toward closer toward the end of the game, but uh, also they seem to be having trouble with the quarterback, uh, allowing the quarterback scrambles. Uh, around I don't know if it was the, the defense that they were in, they were trying to avoid the long bomb or, or um, you know, to uh, try to get their secondary right, but the quarterback had a nice had a couple of nice runs there. Yeah, that, um, that was a big that was a big pop, a problem, Pop. That was a big problem that I, I knew. Mm-hmm. He was able to beat us with the run, and that's something that we weren't able to contain. So, but he was not. I mean, he had a few throws from a, you know to kind of keep them going in the game. But he well, he really hurt us. Is on the ground. You're right. He had a couple of how many rushing touchdowns? He had two rushing touchdowns on the game, didn't he? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, just that uh, you know that we we block everybody. We blocked up all the the main uh, offensive weapons and then, but we left the quarterback and he, he did his thing. You know, I think he had two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he um, did. Uh, and he just rushed right in, you know, I mean, wide open, you know, it's amazing. We yeah, we, clean that's, that up. yeah. That's something that we talked about. Like um, during the season last year, it's mm-hmm. two things that we, we talked about coming into this year. Number one, can the Saints mobilize and I mean, can they stop the the mobile QB threat? We've seen almost all those QBs, the mobile QB threats last year. They didn't do a, a very good job, but they they did get more athletic along the defensive line. They added a few more people there that can kind of cover more ground. So that should help. And then of course the defense. Uh well, actually, let's talk about the discipline. That was a big sticking point, like coming into the season. People, you know, would ask me about. You know, you know, Q, how, how would uh, how do you think the Saints would do? And I would say, well, we got to see because they do have the talent. But we had talent last year. And the problem was we had what was where's the discipline? You know, the the intelligence, pre-snap intelligence and just overall big game intelligence. Where where would that be this year? And that lends itself to discipline. Will we see a more disciplined team under Dennis Allen where last year we went wanting on that? And then, of course, Today, I mean, well, yesterday we've seen a lot of the penalties occurred, 14 penalties. Yeah. It was ridiculous for the Saints to accrue, but it's amazing, you know, Pop, that they were able to have that mon- that many penalties still kind of eked out the game. The defense was getting turnover, so very interesting how it all played out. But, yeah, you're right. We got to clean up the penalties and and play cleaner ball. Yeah, it's all about discipline. The, the, the defensive staff. Uh, have to get with those guys, especially that uh, that offensive line coach and the defensive co- defensive lines uh, to, to um, learn how to spot the game. Uh, we need we need to have our coaching staff spot the game. Watch that quarterback. You don't know he's just a young guy trying to make a name for himself, and I think he did pretty good because he he he, you know, he passed pretty pretty decently. I mean, toward the end of the the game, the Saints kind of stuffed him and, and, and was able to get the gun, uh, control of the game back. But we got to clean that up. I mean, that's some of the – that's some of the. I know our starters didn't play any, but those guys, if they're bucking for a spot, they need to make sure they learn how to tackle, 
learn how to play their zones properly. And that's what it's that's one of the things that it has to do to learn how to play the zone, play their zones and hold on their zones and then help on tackles. It's yeah, all this- about observation. Observing the, you know, observing your 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 opponent, and observing where the ball is coming, and be there to make the tackle. There was guys getting beat, you know, with the guy quarterback. It's a rookie quarterback, you know. Come on, I mean, they not they 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 not. He's not a bad, wasn't a bad quarterback, but him, he still is a rookie. And then toward the end, toward the back part of the game, the fourth quarter, well, they stayed, they kind of uh, fumbled him up a little bit, so they was able to stop him and to get the ball back and force him into a couple of turnovers. And um, I think that we're going to have some pretty rough cuts to make uh, as we get down uh, toward the, the end of the, the the next preseason game and going into the fourth one, because yeah. some that that there's one guy I can't remember his name, but he was a he was a I think he was playing a defensive end, a linebacker, and he uh, he 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 really got good at it. He you know he really got better as the game got to go. Right, we got it's, it's a few guys there, and you're right. The cuts are gonna be interesting. Matter of fact, we got a, a article we're gonna go over. Pop that mm-hmm. uh, writer did a uh, a 53 man roster. I was actually gonna do a show on it this week. About right. I'm still gonna do a 53 man, but this will be kind of a kind of a preview of what we're saying. We're gonna look at his article and see if we agree with what he's saying or what he's seeing. Uh, and, and these writers are actually pretty damn good. Some a lot of them do really good jobs. So anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's hear some of the the, the uh, statistics, fam. Uh, from last night's matchup with uh, Jameis Winston, 13 to 21 for a buck 69, average eight yards per throw. He had two sacks, uh, took two sacks in the game, but his rating was 87.2. Jameis did throw any interceptions. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he did take some, uh, he did take some shots downfield to kind of get the Saints set up to have some success. He did, you know, kind of had some real interesting throws. Uh, I seen the one that Sh- the Shaq Davis that was good. Jake Hayner, eleven of seventeen for one eighteen, came in the game. Didn't have a touchdown. Did have some touchdown. I think a, a touchdown that was dropped. I'm, I'm not certain. Maybe one. I can see. Remember one for certain. I don't remember. I I, I thought it was two, but one for certain. Uh, crawl dropped the ball. Uh, 11 of 17, 118, average seven yards per throw, 84.9 on the rating. So our quarterbacks actually did a pretty decent job in directing. Right. Just need touchdowns, not field goals. Rushing attack, Kendra Miller, 10 carries to 23 yards, one touchdown there. Not too much shaking elsewhere from the rushing attack. Daryl Williams got some action, eight carries to 17 yards, nothing shaking on the Saints rushing attack. We have to, have to do a better performance with that into the preseason. And uh, final finale, the receiving course, Shaq Davis, three catches on five targets, had 63 yards, averaged 21 yards per throw, had that 42-yard catch from Jameis Winston. John Trey Kirkland had three catches for 59 yards off the three targets. Lynn Bowden, two catches for 37 yards off the three targets. Andre Miller and Lucas Crawl both had three catches apiece. Crawl was thrown at eight times, came up with three catches. It should have been more like six catches. He dropped a couple on, and a touchdown pass. Lucas Crawl got to stop crawling and start walking. Ellis Merriweather, four catches for 26 yards. A.T. Perry, three catches off of five targets for 22 yards in the matchup as well. And then we, as we move to the de- defense, we know Brian uh, uh, Breesy had that recovery there, but he also was playing pretty well for the Saints. Nico Lalos finished the game. as You got to give him probably the player of the game. Five tackles. So a four of which was solo. He had three sacks in the game, one pass defense and, and three QB hits as well. So Nico Lalo's showed and flashed and showed his potential. Malcolm Roach 
Adrian Fry, Jonathan Abram, and Hugo Amadi with Nephi Sewell all had four tackles there as well. The only other dude to have a snack outside of Nico Lalo's eating them all up was Ryan Conley, the linebacker. And Peyton Turner also got one to force the fumble for that to happen. So anyway, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, some of these uh, guys. Give me give me two guys, one offense, one defense that impressed you, Pop. Well, Lalo's, uh, the kid Lalo's really uh, made some great plays. Uh, um, you know, on the on the tackles, on the running plays, he made some great tackles, and and then he sacked the quarterback. He showed good speed. Uh, you know, trying to uh, bring the folks, bring this, bring the runners down. And uh, the other guy, I'm trying to look down the list here, and uh, the um, the uh, there's another guy in the secondary that, that, that did pretty good. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. So we going we going we may end up having a, to make some tough cuts if, if Lalo's plays like he played uh Sunday. He really he really, you know, got going in that second half and and kind of helped preserve the Saints victory for that uh you know, by the way he was tackling. You know, he's like he was like shot out of a cannon on some of those some of those uh, plays. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, this was this was actually pretty good to be to be pretty honest with you in terms of what we've seen from some of these guys. Now, Nico Lalos is seen as a uh, kind of a long shot to make the team. You look at what yeah. they have in terms of their defensive line right now, and he, if mm-hmm. anything, is probably behind a guy like Isaiah Foskey, even though he's balling harder than Foskey. The Saints are not going to practice squad the second-round draft pick defensive end from Notre right. Dame. They're not going to do that. They're going to just simply allow him to kind of catch up to the rest of the guys at the season bill. So he's kind of auditioning for somebody else right now, I think. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. He makes the practice squad if they can practice squad. But yeah, trying to make the team from the defensive end position with everything that we have. And we talk about uh, even passing your Tanu passing has been uh, showing up pretty good in the training camp and preseason as well. So mm-hmm. healthy and he's just, he's kicking tail in there. So, I mean, it's this, it'll be difficult for him to do that. So, Anyway, right. uh, you you so you said you like Hugo Amadi, kind of undersized there. Uh, how about uh, 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 what's his name? Yidam. Uh, Yidam actually had uh, he played actually pretty well in the game too, Pop. I mean, Yidam actually did a pretty decent had a pretty decent game uh, in there. He didn't he have the interception? Didn't Yidam get the pick? Yeah, I think he, he didn't get a pick six. I think he got an interception. though. you know, he was uh, it was like the guy was throwing the ball, and yeah, I think he he threw, they threw him right to it, threw it right to him. Yes. You yep. know, so, uh, yeah, he made a great play on the, on the ball. Uh, you know, he had good eyes, and he saw the ball. And I think that uh, the uh, QB for the Chargers was looking, trying to look him off. You know, how do you do that quarterback? A good quarterback will look you off with his eyes. Uh, but in this, I think in this instance, he just kind of locked on that one receiver, and he just underthrew him. But the guy made the pick. So that 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 kind of helped slow the charges down a little bit, you know. Um, also, like I was saying, that um, um, we we you know we we it was really a little. It was a very interesting game. I, I enjoyed watching it. You know, we still got a lot of problems, and Dennis Allen addressed that situation uh, with his team. You know the uh, you know the 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 
poor blocking along the offensive line, which that wasn't there. Yeah. Wasn't the starters not there, but none of the starters out there. But uh, if any guy, any of these guys plan on getting on, getting on with other teams, they got to block, be able to protect the quarterback. And, and I mean, they were the Chargers blitz them. And they, the one play, one guy was blitzed, blitzed from the defense, got straight to the quarterback, to our quarterback, and put him on the ground. You can't have misses like that. You got to be able to pick up the, the defenders as they're coming through because they're going to blitz a young quarterback. They're going to do him that to see how you handle pressure. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes. It's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I, I, it was a couple of plays that we've seen, and even you know a couple of these guys can get marked down for having kind of terrible performances. Um, you look at Trevor Penning. Penning was a guy that uh, had a couple of plays where he uh, looked like to me one of the plays he whiffed on the block. Another play he just was standing up there. I don't know. He just he has to he has to improve too because they're looking at him as a, a as a start at the left tackle position. So he definitely has to improve. And then, of course, uh, you, you, it's a bevy, a uh, uh, multiple pallet, a uh, buffet of buffoonish behavior from the offensive line that happened yesterday. Pick them. Guys like Kid, yeah. Kid was playing like a kid out there today. You had, uh, I mean, Storm Norton. It was rain clouds every damn way with him. So, I mean, you, I could take and kind of phrase all these, all their names and kind of spin it. Lucas Crawl needs to stop crawling and walking and needs to start running and walking and running. I mean, so, I mean, I could kind of parody all of their names because they just they, they really didn't perform up to the standard of no. one team. So they got another game to see if they can make an impression. But a lot of these right. guys are probably going to end up on the practice squad. Anyway. So oh, yeah, that. no no doubt. You know, because you get your quarterback hurt if you got an offensive lineman that can't pick up a blitzing uh, defensive back or, or uh, linebacker. You got to hold him up for at least three seconds or more so he, the quarterback can have an opportunity to get the ball out. Uh, you know, another thing I, I noticed that some of the Saints, uh, like uh, I think Winston got sacked a couple of times. Yeah. And the reason I think he was doing it because he's holding the ball too long. I mean, once the, uh, once the, once the, the, the guy gets through, you got to get the ball away. And I saw him hold on to it. One of his sacks, he, he got run all the way back. And they they sacked him, and then he tried to. Then he got a, he got the, our offensive line got beat on a blitz, so he got hit and he threw the ball. Fortunately, none of them was picked off. Right, you know. So I just I, like I said, I mean, they got the and, and Jameson. He you know, it seemed like to me was had that problem last year with holding on to the ball too long. And he needs to he needs to get that, get rid of that ball, get it out. You know, you you know when you you're right there, you see them guys coming through, make your read, 
and get the ball out. No, it's not. It's always not as easily said as then done. But you got to know where to go. You got to go right to your to your uh, your safety valve and try to avoid getting hit. Because every time you get hit with the ball, well, that's backing you up. Because they gonna you, you have to start where that ball got put down. Well, you got put down, then all of a sudden you lose 10, 15 yards, you know, maybe more. Guy could hit you and cause you to fumble the ball, you know. So, but if you got room, I watched him a couple of, a couple of plays. Jer, uh, uh, Jameis had time to get rid of the ball and just held on to it too long. Yeah, I, I, I seen a couple of them where he was doing that and, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was the, I think it was the fact that he was had a, he was sitting behind him back up ass offensive lineman and his yeah. trust is not there as it would be in the start. I think you'll see a better looking Jameis because he's playing behind those guys. They're already shaky and their playing shaky forces him to be shaky because he's seeing these guys coming at him. You're seeing the blitz coming at him. So, yeah, I think uh, that kind of ha- hastens the clock in his head and he doesn't get, feel really as comfortable. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. So I mean, I think that was a part of it too. So I think you probably would see a different Jameis if we if he was dealing with line number one. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my take. But listen, let's let's jump into it. Let's play some Dennis Allen right here. This is Dennis Allen post press conference. Family, y'all put one in the chat. Uh, if y'all can hear this, we'll react to this. Here we go. Um, it's nice to see Kendra Miller. A couple of plays there. Um, nice run for the touchdown. Um, good route and good reception to get ourselves down there. That was good to see. Um, you know, the three takeaways defensively uh, was a positive. Um, I didn't like, um, I didn't like the penalties. It's way too many. Um, so that's something we got to get cleaned up. Um, I didn't like the fourth and 23 there at the end of the game. That's got to that's gotta be better. You can't allow somebody to do that. And I didn't like the fact that we let the quarterback run, run way too much. Um, I think they had about 120 yards rushing and 60-something of it was quarterback scrambles. So that's got to get cleaned up. But, uh, uh, look, we won the game, um, and I'm pleased about that. But there's a, there's, there's a ton of crap that needs to get cleaned up. Dennis, the news just broke that you guys canceled joint practices next yeah. week. Why is that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, D'Amico reached out to me this morning and, and uh, wasn't sure that, that – you know, they were going to have – they had a lot of guys get injured this past week. Uh, and wasn't sure that we were going to be able to have, you know, productive joint practices. So we just – we thought it was better to go ahead and cancel it and uh, uh, just be able to play the game. So, um, you know, look, sometimes those things happen. And, and we were both in agreement with that. So um, we'll, uh, we'll work on our own. Um, and there's – look, I mean – we we got a lot we got a lot to lot to focus on a lot of, lot of improvement to do so. Dennis, how did you feel your first defense played for that first quarter and a half or so that you had him in? Yeah, look, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, um, I guess they kind of had one drive where they kind of were able to kind of move the ball just a little bit. Um, but I thought overall, I thought it was you know pretty solid performance by that group. Week. Yeah, look, I mean, um, he made a heck of a play on the on the third down, you know, out route to the tight end. Um, you know, he's basically man-to-man coverage there. So uh, that's the one play that kind of stands out to me a little bit. Um, I'll have to go back and look at the tape, you know, to see exactly how he played. But it looked like he was flying around out there. So that was it was uh, fun to watch. Dennis, the play from Peyton Turner, uh, the sack, force fumble, 
kind of think he's done all training camp. Talk about that that one moment. Yeah, me. yeah. Look, I mean, um, that's kind of the stuff that we've seen him doing in training camp, you know, uh, and that's why we drafted him where we did. And and I think, you know, here's a kid that that um, you know has had a lot of injury issues, which has forced him to miss a lot of time, and so therefore he's missed a ton of development. Um, and so, you know, it's really it's been an unfair assessment of the player um, up to this point. Uh, but I do think he's had a good camp, and uh, I do think he made some, some nice plays today. Yeah, can you kind of describe the last 36 hours or so? I mean, you know, hurricane bearing down and then an earthquake. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the officials to come in and meet with us. We've got a hurricane coming in. My phone's blowing up with an earthquake emergency. And then the officials come in and say, well, it's technically an outside stadium, so if there's lightning, we might have a lightning delay. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, look, there's been, there's been a lot. Um, I, 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 thought, I thought it was a hell of a week just in terms of productivity of, of what we were able to get accomplished in the joint practices and then be able to play the game. Um, so uh, that was all good. Um, I'm ready to try to get back home and, you know, get ready to go back to the Dome next week. All right, that's some of Dennis Allen's post-press conference, man. Shout out to Rich Rules, man, with the Super Chat. If Perry or Shaq don't make this team, D.A. ain't you. You know, so there you go. So thank you, Rich, for that. <laughs> Shout out to you, fam, as we, you know, appreciate that. And thank you very much. I want to say thank you, thank you very much. Picking me up, bringing me back to this world. Shout out to you, Rich. Thank you for that. Money being made around here. Bang. Money being made around here. Bang. Take your cars. Rain rubber. Diamonds and rings. If you like that kind of thing, money being made around here. Money being made around here. All right. Shout out to you, Rich. Appreciate you for that, man. Much love to you. Hey, man, hey, Pops, let, let, let's talk about Dennis Allen, man. He used the term clean up a lot. A lot of the great St. Thank Tank family members in the chat are talking about the cleanup uh, that Dennis Allen is uh, is referencing. But overall, I think the Saints defense had a pretty decent job, man, in handling the business uh, and, and just allowing the team to only have 17 yards. And I think the big snafu in terms of them allowing stick to stick them with these, these rushing uh, uh, he had two rushing touchdowns, and he was their top leader right there. I think we didn't take him seriously in the game, and, and he was able to make things pop with his legs. So, But in the end, the Saints defense did do enough to kind of shut the door on him. So credit to the defense, the starters, and some of the guys on the back end, man. Isaac Yidham, Lonnie Johnson Jr., uh, Nico Lalos with all the sacks. He did a good job. Jalen Smith stepped up, handled the business as well. So we had some good turnovers from a few of the guys on defense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. You know, it just seemed like the defense got better as the game went on. They uh, they started to shut the runs down, but they, that is a big, big issue that you're going to have to take care of a young quarterback. And we're going to be facing a couple of them, you know, during the regular season, guys that will scramble all over the place, pick up key first downs, you know, picking up big long yard runs. We've had a few. We did have a few last year. 
Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. That burns. That's something that we have to have to look at very, very serious, you know, seriously when it comes down to to stopping that. Because that, I mean, I think a defensive lineman or somebody like that is working his behind off, and then well, they they let a player get around the outside, and secondary's got to step up. The you know he can't throw the ball, especially if he runs past the line of scrimmage. So he runs his butt around there. He can, he's got to be somebody that to, to put him down because you're gonna have some scramble. They're gonna look. You can figure that the next team is coming in, going to look at that and say, oh, my quarterback could do the same thing to them that uh, that uh, stick done and, just, and take off and run. Yeah, so that's, that's a serious that's a serious issue we have to yeah, fix. That's the kill. Dennis Johnson got it. I'm, I'm sorry. Dennis no. Allen has to step up. You have to talk to his people. Say, look, we can't have that going on. If you allow that over these next couple of games, preseason games we have left, it'll 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 bite you in the regular season. It, indeed. Let's move on to the next interview we had from Jameis, man. Jameis Winston, of course, uh, kind of ran. He ran the offense in the first half, had a series when Jake Hayner went out in the second half. Let's uh let's play this interview from Jameis on his thoughts on uh, oh well how he performed in the in the matchup against the Chargers. Yeah, uh, my my main concern is making sure that everyone's safe. Uh, I know we did a good job with our uh, our travel group, Derek Stamos and um, and Evan Myers and Young Grant, making sure that all of our we had all our P's and Q's um, in terms of the game. So uh, I'm just happy that no one uh, got injured. James, how did you feel about the first half execution? Seems like you guys were able to move the ball pretty well. Got a touchdown. Got a couple field goals. Uh, we're, we're getting better every single day. Uh, and as we go out there and um, look at this film, uh, we're, I'm pretty sure we're going to find something that, that we can uh, execute better on. But uh, we are getting better every single day, and, uh, and I'm happy that we got this win. The throw to uh, Kendrick, the wheel route there, just can you kind of walk us through that play? Those, he fully extended, makes the catch. It's a great throw by you. Yeah, Young, Young Buck is, is, is showing up, you know, in L.A. Uh, he, he's had an incredible camp. I'm happy for him uh, to bounce back and uh, make an incredible play. What did you see from Shaq in this? Because he seemed to have a pretty good day also. Yeah, Shaq is, is playing really good, man. I saw strong hands, confidence, uh, getting in and out of the huddle. Uh, it, it, it's, it's so beautiful to see when these young guys get a grasp of the offense. They're able to play fast and, uh, and execute. You guys feel like you got a lot out of this week, the joint practices, and obviously the game as well. You guys feel like you got a lot out of this week. Well, this week was uh, was amazing. It's it's always great to compete against another opponent. You know, we've been 
competing against each other for three weeks now. Uh, so I think we had a, a great opportunity against a great defense, a great team uh, to compete, and uh, everything went well. Thank you, guys. All right, Jameis is out of here, and Jameis uh, happy to kind of be gone up out of there. So, and listen, <laughs> it let him off easy, man, but it's all good, man. Jameis did what he could do with a second-team unit there. So we talked about Jameis early on, which led to perfect segue for him in the, in the matchup. And like I said, a lot of family members feel the same thing, uh, like you feel about Jameis, that he did hold on to the ball. But he did have a couple of plays in the game where he, forced, where he was – he was he got that ball down the field like it was a lot a few plays like uh it was one where I surely thought that he was gonna try to scramble or he was gonna take a sack and he actually found a lane kind of leaked through the offensive line and then looked to his left and fired the ball down the line of scrimmage to Kendra Miller for a gain of five or six yards that helped keep the that drive line that was pretty astute by Jameis. And then the 42-yard throw to the center of the field to Shaq Davis. Spectacular throw, spectacular catch by Shaq Davis to also keep the Saints drive alive as well. So he had a few really good ones. The one that I like is when he found Kendra Miller downfield and Kendra had a diving catch to make the play. And then later on, the Saints rewarded him by giving him the ball and he turned and twisted his way into the end zone to get his first uh, preseason touchdown there. So we had a few things that were positive in terms of what Jameis was doing. but. And you looked at Hayner's performance, Jake Hayner's, you transitioned to the second half. Jake Hayner really surprised me. I knew Jake could play, but the way he was, he got in the game, the Saints, uh, you know, Carmichael and Ronald Curry, the passing game coordinator, was able to use Jake Hayner on them rollouts, which was very smart how they got him going early with the rollouts. He made the throw to the right side. He, a lot of positive stuff. I love the, 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 the pass that he had to Shaq Davis. He threaded the needle on that. So, Jake Hayner had some good performances. So uh, let, let, let me get your quick thoughts on Jake. And uh, you, you already talked about Jameis Pops. Give me mm -hmm. some on uh, what you've seen from Jake Hayner before he gets our next interview. I like I like the kid. I, I think he's got some good upside to him. Uh, you know, he he he. It, despite the fact that he was playing behind a makeshift offensive line, I think he performed fairly well. Uh, I don't believe he threw an interception. I didn't have, didn't have any interception. So he moved the ball pretty good down the field. I think he even scored on, uh, you know, uh, one of his drives. They got a touchdown or they got a field goal. So they did score some points on on a couple of his drives. But the kids got some good upside. He uh, seemed like he's learning the game and, and he's taking it serious. And he's got got nice accuracy. He got a little, got a little touch with him. Yeah, I was really in, impressed by Jake Hayner, man. He really stepped up, and, and a lot of people saying he did a hell of a lot better than uh, Ian Book did. So that's 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 a pretty interesting thing. Yeah, very gutsy guy in there, man. Making yeah. some good throws. One of the things I learned about his game that was really encouraging, even though he made the throw downfield, he was trying to hit, I think, Brian Edwards downfield on the pass. But the pressure was wrapping itself around him, and he it was a situation where he felt the pressure of the pocket, then slid up in the pocket and delivered the throw down the field. Now, that was all positive. He just threw it a little further than Brian Edwards can get a, you know can get to. Yeah, he, he, he overthrew him. Yeah, that yeah. shows some instinct on that play. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So let's move on to this. This is the next one. Then this will be our final video. Then we'll get into our articles. And both we got an article on Peter King via the Saints Wire. And then we got another one from our friends at the Saints News Network, brother Kyle T. Mosley, Bob Rose, and, and Hendricks. Love those guys over there. But this is what uh, Rich Eisen's talking about the Saints a lot lately. You know, he's talking about with Gruden. This is a clip from Rich Eisen's show as he's talking about and having a conversation with uh, Peter King about Derek Carr. Here we go. The well, country. what do you got? You know, the other day, the other day I was around, I spent the day around the Saints in, in uh, Costa Mesa uh, in their joint practices. And look, that was an ugly, ugly end to the Derek Carr experiment mm-hmm. in, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a long conversation with Dennis Allen and some of their guys, and they they just think that they have got a a gem who's going to play really, really well with a bunch of really good weapons. And and to me, I just think, like, of, of all the interesting little scenarios, you know, you remember what Derek Carr was able to do with Darren Waller. Well, there's a tight end for the Saints right now named Juwan Johnson. Played pretty well last year. Juwan Johnson, I think... I'm not saying he's going to be Darren Waller at his peak in Vegas, but he's going to have a chance to catch a lot of footballs because that offense is going to be very tight end friendly in New Orleans. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe Derek Carr. We'll see. Well, Carr definitely has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, that's very interesting. Uh, Peter King compared Jawan Johnson to Darren Waller, who – was lights out for the Raiders and, and definitely in connection to a uh, Derek Carr. Let's finish up with this. Maybe the largest yep. shoulder chip there is in the NFL for sure. Based on the way things ended in Vegas, him talking about his wife crying. He even had, he even was said something about, you know, a, referred to his shoulder chip when he was in Vegas during the pro bowl skills challenge, you know, when he was just hitting mm-hmm. every target and he basically was talking about how, well, I guess, you know, not good enough for here. I mean, you you know that, that's that's for sure. Well, but look, Rich, I guess I I guess I would say this in defense of Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, Derek Carr disappeared for the last two weeks of the season, and I doubt sincerely, I doubt sincerely that was with Josh McDaniels' blessing. Okay, so that's one thing. The second thing is. He didn't throw for over 315 yards in any game last year. In the first game that Jarrett Stidham plays against the best defense the Raiders faced all year, he threw for 360. So I I understand that Derek Carr is unhappy. And I saw him the other day, and I think one day he's going to have a lot to say about what happened there. But not right now. But I I also think... You know, look, the performance, for whatever reason, was a lot lower than everybody thought. And if you watch that Steelers game, sometimes during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers. The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker. Cozy up to all the holiday classics like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8 Film Collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plans, streams, and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details.
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I think that was Christmas Eve. You watch that Steelers game, you say, I I think McDaniels was totally justified in benching him. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see. If you watch that Steelers game, you'll be marveling at the play-by-play call. That's for sure, because (laughs) you know, on Christmas Eve, baby. Oh yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, I was there. I was in the booth, and I couldn't believe that you know, a car threw the interceptions, and had no idea though that he'd be sent home. But so, are you saying that that car being sent home? you know, was was his own doing? Or I don't think he got, I mean, look, my gut feeling is, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I don't, I, w- I do not know what happened, Rich. Right. I would just be surprised if the Raiders sent him home, okay? I, and that would surprise me because, you know, you're trying to win the last two games whether you're going to make the playoffs or not. Right. And Derek Carr had great knowledge of that offense. And I think, I just think, Josh McDaniels would have thought, well, you know, if he is of a right mind, he could help Jared Stidham prepare for this game. And and he wasn't there. So Hmm. maybe one day we'll find out exactly what happened. Well, there it is. And listen, and just to kind of go back on the conversation that he was talking about with, in terms of he mentioned Jawan Johnson and the comparison to Darren Waller. And I've said it before, I think Jawan Johnson is the NFL's uh, best-kept secret here. He is going to be a guy uh, that's going to really turn it on, man. He's a starter clearing through. Got a very unique situation uh, and comfortably at the Saints gave him the extension. He is, you know, how, how it is with quarterbacks and tight ends, the security blanket thing, safety blanket thing. But this is going to be interesting. The Saints tight end is unlike uh, the position anyway. Is, is The group is unlike anything we've seen ever in the NFL with you have a Jawan Johnson, you have a Foster Monroe, you have a, a Jimmy Graham, you know, and then of course, Taysom Hill. So, I mean, this is just, just ridiculous with the saints have a mess right here. And, and Derek Carr has full benefit of not only that to wide receivers running back. So a lot of people starting to understand, especially the national media is that this, the saints are for real in terms of the talent and all of the intangible stuff like discipline, intelligence level, all that kind of stuff is yet to be ferreted out because we have not seen them together, first teams, defense, offense, all this stuff together to be able to get a good grasp on what how intelligent is this team going to be? Because that's my thing. Is like I know we got talent. We had talent last year. But how disciplined and intelligent is this team? That's what it comes down to. So uh, get your thoughts on that interview uh, and, of course, what I said, Pops. Yeah, I agree with you on, on that, son. I think that um... – 
as Derek becomes more familiar with his weapons that he has to operate. And if he's got a solid running game behind him, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, I can understand him. He's going to make some mistakes. I mean, he may throw a pick or two, uh, but that happens. That happens in, the, in, in, in football. See, the uh, other thing you got to look at is his experience. He's a very strong and a young quarterback. We got to give him a chance to see what he's going to do because he, he is us right now. So he's the one that's going to have to pick up the ball and uh, be almost Drew Brees-like in, in identifying where his weapons uh -oh. are and when to go to them and how to go to them. Then, because Brees was great at getting that football out to the right people. And I think that uh, I think we just gotta gotta hang in there and see what happens. I mean, what happened to him during the, when he was in a Raiders uniform? That's in the past. He's our quarterback now. We got to stand behind him and see what what he uh, produces for us. Well said, Pop, and, and that's true. What he did in the past with the Raiders is the past. We all knew, realize and know that with the Raiders had no disrespect to the Rick. We got a lot of Raider family members that listen to the stream, right? No yeah. You, you know what you got over there. Y'all know what y'all yeah. work with over there. They got a right. lot of black and gold diehards that come here and talk about how they don't like what the Raiders are doing currently. And, and I and listen, I get it. But at the end of the day, Derek Carr uh, and Josh McDaniels, I think Josh McDaniels, I ain't no disrespect to Josh McDaniels. I don't think he's a good head. I don't think he's head coach material. I just think he's a coordinator. That's just what I'm thinking. He failed in with Denver. He had a stint where he failed in Denver. He's coming back to the Raiders after spending years under Bill Belichick's skirt. Now he's running mm -hmm. up to the to the Raider Nation to take the, you know kind of do that, and he unceremoniously kind of marched Carr out of there. Which I think Josh McDaniels for doing that because what he did was he actually he absolutely you know teed Carr off and put a super size super dome chip on his shoulder to show them up. And I really think the Raider nation, the ones that wanted to see car go that was supporting Josh Daniels, no Josh McDaniel doing that and send him to the saints mad and upset and ready to kick some tail. So we thank you guys and McDaniels for doing that because it really set us on another uh, level right here. So he coming in with the money coming up upset. He coming in super uber motivated, man. So listen, we going, we're going to see the very best that a uh, car could bring. I really do think it's going to be interesting. All right. So let's be, Let's get into this article right here from Peter King. We just heard Peter King. This one is from John Sigler over the Saints Wire. Shout out to those guys as well. And he covers it basically right in the article, basically what Peter King basically said about what the Saints may not be finished trading with Sean Payton's Broncos. Now, we know I've heard the talk before. It's like, OK, we got Taysom Hill on a one year deal, one year deal up going to see Sean. It, don't be surprised. Taysom Hill goes west to go to Denver, you know, you know, he'd be closer to BYU and all that, but he goes west to Sean Payton. Will Lutz is there. Maybe this is another thing that they're talking about. Even Pete Carmichael, if Pete Carmichael struggles or uh, if the Saints make a move on it, you know, Pete Carmichael is going to probably follow Sean Payton. That's what he's going to do if he, if he leaves here. But here's what the article is. Rookie kicker Blake Grupe has given the Saints veteran Will Lutz everything he can handle this some the Pro Bowler strive for strive at many camp training camp and even in the two preseason matchups, NBA Sports Peter King presented a scenario where Lutz could end up losing the battle, but not his job as a starting in the NFL. In this weekly football column, he said Mickey Loomis may be able to trade the loser of Lutz Blake Groupe 
for a six-round pick just before roster cutdown. Wouldn't be surprised to see Sean Payton show interest in Lutz in Denver. So uh, let, let me let me get you to chime in on that, Pop. Uh, what do you think about uh, his uh, kind of commentary on that? This is not nothing real. This is just his thought process on he's an insider. He gets he, he sees Groupe as a threat for Will Lutz. Me personally, I like Groupe. I think the Saints to practice squad group here if they can, but Will Lutz is my kicker, man. What, what do you think about that? I think we 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 keep Lutz. I think Lutz is going to remain with the team, and I believe that Peyton will uh, take a closer look at Groupe, and he may sign him because the kid really has been very accurate when he's kicked for us. Uh, that's a that is a uh, that is a scenario that's very much out there. Uh, and it depends on how Sean's uh, Broncos uh, kicking game look. But this kid, especially if he kicks the way he did coming up against the the next team, if he kicks the way he kicked uh, uh, in this last game, he's going to be on somebody's radar. And it quite possibly could be uh, uh, the Denver Broncos. He would be, he would be uh, a nice addition to him because the kid got actually – Accuracy and he's got moxie. You know, he takes his game serious and he's got a strong leg. Then, and on the other hand, the Saints could say, "Okay, well, we're gonna go with the, we're gonna go with the uh, younger leg, and send Lutz packing." To me, I think it it may boil down to the next game or two. Though I don't see them, I, I don't have any sense that they're gonna. Uh, trade uh, Will Lutz or send him away, but this other kid has such a good upside. The young kid has a great upside. And then that they, they, you know, this is going to be a very interesting situation that's developing. Yeah, I want, to, I want everybody to stay tuned to that and watch, keep an eye on that. I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, this is. I, I still go with Lutz if Lutz is healthy, and of course, I, you know, the thing is they're talking like that, Pop, because Lutz, this is last year on his contract. Yeah, he makes a lot of money. Uh, for a kicker there, last year he had a, a terrible year. He was coming off the core surgery. He kicked 74% accuracy on a year that was unlutz-like. Now he appears yeah. to be recovering his form. So, yeah, Group A is a good kicker there. But when it comes down to it, you want somebody that's been through the fire. And if this team has right. deep aspirations and to make have a deep playoff run and ultimately the Super Bowl, you want Will Lutz on your team kicking them. Yes. That's just me. But anyway. Let's keep it moving, Pops. This is the final thing we're going to talk about on the stream here. This is by way of the Saints News Network. Like I said, shout out to Kyle T. Mosley, Bob Rose, John Hendricks. And this is his latest article right here, Saints final roster prediction after two preseason games, which is pretty fun. Y'all always know we talking uh, going into the football. And John Hendricks, this is his take on who he thinks the 53-man roster look currently based on what happened? So 17 days of training camp, two preseason games. So naturally, it's time to get a sense of where things may fall when it comes to the final roster. These are his projections here. So 25 slots, offensively speaking. Let's see who he has. Quarterback, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Jake Hayner. No surprise right there. That I've said the Saints keep three. I think that yep. they keep three quarterbacks on the roster. Running back, four of Melvin Kamara's, of course, will be suspended. So his spot will be open up. Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller. He has Eris, uh, Ellis Merriweather and the fullback Adam Prentice there. So Prentice beats out Jake Bagas. And Ellis Merriweather beats out Daryl 
Williams in his take. So uh, Ellis Merriweather doing better than Daryl Williams. I know we just got Daryl Williams here. Uh, so we've seen a few things from him in the last game. Yeah, it was all right, the preseason matchup. We'll see a lot more of him in the final season, preseason game. But what do you want, the undrafted rookie Ellis Merriweather, or you want Daryl Williams? I think either way, like if we keep Daryl Williams, the veteran there, uh, on the roster, I think Ellis Merriweather will end up, end up on our practice squad we can still have access to both guys, but uh, we, you know, we'll go back over this as we keep going. I right, practice squad. They said they'll put uh, 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 Dar- uh, Kirk Merritt and Daryl Williams on the practice squad. This is what he's saying. He keeps five wide receivers: Mike Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid. He has Keith Kirkwood making it with At Perry. I agree with At Perry. I agree with everybody else except for Keith Kirkwood. I don't know if Keith Kirkwood makes the final roster. We still need to find a kick returner. I think that's one of those wide receiver positions is for a kick returner, punt returner. And it's not if if you have Keith Kirkwood and A.T. Perry there, who's the kick returner and the punt returner? It'll become Rashid Shahid. I don't want Rashid Shahid kick returner and punt return because he's your third best wide receiver. So the fifth wide receiver should be the return man. That's either Lynn Bowden Jr., or uh, or Rajantre Kirkland, but I would have to say Lynn Bowden Jr. Notice how the, the Saints were utilizing Lynn Bowden Jr. in yesterday's matchup. Had him doing a lot. Want to see what he's made of. And then, of course, right. that's, that's the tight end. Uh, Jawan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. That that's easy to call with Lucas Crawl on the practice squad. And then the practice, then the, the offensive line: James Hurst, Pennon, Ramchick, Young, Eric McCoy. Andrews, Pete, Cesar Reese, Kelvin Throckmorton, Nick Sell, DeVere, practice squad, Storm Norton, Lewis Kidd, Mark, uh, Max Garcia, and Mark Evans. So anyway, uh, let, let's swing it to you, uh, Pops. What do you think about uh, his roster? Do you like what he got, or would you make changes? What do you think? Well, I like that Perry kid. I, I'll tell you what, uh, he reminds me of a, uh, of um, that, that wide receiver we had a few years ago that and I mean, they threw the ball to him. Catch, he's just a stable guy that could catch the ball. I, I they like, they like. Uh, well, like I said, I like Perry. I don't know if Kirkwood's gonna be around. Keith Kirkwood, I don't know. Uh, you haven't been getting any reps, have you? Well, I haven't. Well, hold on, uh, let me stop you here. What do you think about Traquan Smith? Does he make roster? No. <laughs> Why does Draquan Smith not make the roster, in your opinion? Well, the reason I feel he may not make it is because they like Perry. They like the the, the, the Perry kid. Uh, so if if you've got those – and I, wanted, I don't remember seeing him on the field either yesterday. So uh, I don't, I, I don't, I just don't see him kind of being in the mix there for that wide receiver spot. They like that big physical wide receiver Perry. You know, Perry catch caught everything that was thrown, almost everything. I, you know, that I say he caught some pretty nifty balls that were thrown his way. Right. You know, especially with the kid uh, with with Hayner. He threw some. He caught some excellent passes. You know, and he had good coverage. And he got size. On yeah. him as well, you know. Yeah, the reason why I ask you that, Pop, is because there's a lot of people. There's a contingent uh, that that are really faithful for, to Traquan Smith. He's been here for some times. He has not right. truly realized his potential. At Perry is here. The six round draft pick had a phenomenal first preseason game. Mm-hmm. The second game, he had a solid 
showing, and it appears that he's on par to get one of the receiver slots. So that's why I kind of mm-hmm. threw him in there. So uh, who who else do you like? If it's another guy that you, you do you agree with John Hendricks uh, picks on the offense, is it anybody else you would take out or put in? Well, I'm 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 looking. I'm thinking that I don't know if they're gonna keep Jimmy Graham. Uh, that the uh, the kid that dropped the passes, he dropped two or three passes. He didn't help him to help his cause because yeah, Lucas Crawl. Yes, Lucas Crawl got hit in the hands on a couple of great passes that were thrown his way. And big as he is, he's supposed to catch that ball. He's supposed to catch it. Big as he is, he got big hands. You know, he, he runs a great routes. But if you can't catch the ball, you know, when it's thrown to you to make a, a, a you know, that was one of one of the the key, one of old Sean Payton's key moves to get that ball to the big tight end. That's why you draft a big tight end with height that can go up and get the ball. Uh, the good teams have good tight ends. And if you're dropping the ball, you don't help your cause, you know. Uh, I would, I mean, if he would, if he would show more improvement with his, and I don't know too much about his blocking skills. That's another thing. A good tight end has to catch as well as block. And if he can't block, you know, haven't been able to block that well, he, you know, we can't have him. Uh, he's not going to make the team. Because in the Saints offense, the, the tight end can also has to have, have also has to have the ability to block uh, for the run for for the running backs. You know, he's got to when he puts on the, on that line, he's got to be there to to throw a key block so the running back can get out in the field and run, or just brush you know brush a block uh, a brush block where he can get out in the field and catch passes. You got to be able to catch passes. Crawl didn't help his. Um, you know, his, his case in my situation. Yeah, he didn't. And um, and he had a supreme opportunity. He was targeted eight times in the game, came down with three catches, dropped the touchdown pass. That only yes, well. that didn't, I knew, that didn't look very well to in Dennis Allen's eyes. No. You no. know, he's got the size. He's got all that stuff. You get it through the ball thrown to you that many times at your size. And it hit the ball hit him in the hands. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, he has the potential. I don't know if it was nerves or not. It probably was concentration. This it could have been. It could have been concentration. Remember that catch he made over the top of the defensive back? That was that, a great catch. That yeah. was so he he does that and then comes back and drops the touchdown pass. So yeah, you got to have stability. Exactly, got to have stability. He did the game. You big guy. You own a defensive back. He's supposed to go up and get that ball and come down with it. Exactly. Yeah. All right, shout out to Jesse Jackson, man. Keep hope alive. He said, "What, uh, what, uh, what's, what up, Q and Pops?" By Smith showing his skills, will the Saints have a forty-three defense? He's speaking to, speaking to Jalen Smith. Saints been practicing the forty-three defense a lot. Uh, of course, a lot of the family members in the Great Saint Tank Tank and the Houdat Nation are not very confident in one Zach Bond, another third-round draft pick uh, that hasn't really showed his. His uh hadn't really showed what he can really do consistently. So Jalen Smith's here. He had a really good match. Uh, he did a really good style. He had a solid performance against the Chargers yesterday. So and the plus he's the second most experienced linebacker outside of Demario Davis on the team. So you had Demario suffering from a calf issue. Pete Werner has not had the ability to stay healthy since he's been here. Jalen Smith means a lot. So will the Saints have a forty-three defense? I'm thinking that they could. They've been practicing a lot. Remember last year they were saying that they wanted to play 3-4 and 40 and all this, and then they just stayed in the modified nickel. 
perhaps this is James Woods influence in there saying, hey, Dennis, maybe we need to mix it up a little bit more. But what you think about the 40? Before you answer that, let me get a shout out to Jesse with the super chat. Thank you, sir, for that. Here we go. I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. All right, so yeah, yeah, the guy uh, has really, really, uh, you brought that. He really showed his some of his abilities. This lad, this this last uh, defensive person they brought in. Man, look, I'm gonna tell you what: if they can put everything together, uh, get these guys playing, wow. They're gonna have a they're gonna have an awesome defense, you know, because that because right I mean they they, you know, right now you're playing with young men that uh, you know semi pros or or uh, you know they just in the in the preseason game situation, but this is the time you have to show it. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna keep crawl around. I think he's headed for the and I agree with you, son. They're headed for he's headed for the practice squad. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But he's got that build, that tight end build. He's huge. He's got big hands. If he can learn how to catch... And, and when the ball is torn to him, because he when it's strong to him, he he'll he'll do some he'll do some you know he'll be, he'll make a great tight end for him. Yeah, you hit you hitting on it, pops, because you're saying uh, he should be in the practice on the practice squad because he damn sure needs some practice. He'll yeah, probably be better performance. But even if he was balling in the preseason and really, you know, he caught eight of those passes, he'll be hard pressed to make the Saints act the roster as a tight end with everything in front of him right now. I mean, right. These guys, it'll it's just a difficult position. So it could be one of those situations where Lucas Crawl is heading uh, for the practice squad anyway, and he'd just be a solid guy to kind of get more burn right there as uh, if some injuries start impacting the run during the season. Let's head up yeah. to the defense now. Let's jump defensive wise and see what uh, John, uh, what uh, Mr. Hendricks has defensive wise. Defensive line: Cam Jordan, Carl Granderson, Passing Yo, Peyton Turner, Isaiah Foskey, 
Kalen Saunders, Nate Shepard, Malcolm Roach, and Brian Bercy. So that's who he has on the defensive line. And practice squads, Nico Lalos, Jack Heflin, both of those guys have been really good. And in, in, in the training camp and in preseason, Nicolalos had three sacks yesterday. Jack Heflin was in there causing some problems. He was flashing uh, during uh, uh, training camp as well. But for Nico to try to make the de- the defensive line, it's like similar to the tight end room, very difficult to make uh, the, the defensive, uh, make the team as a DN this year because of Carl Granderson passing your Peyton Turner, Isaiah Foskey, them guys. Or well, except for Isaiah Foskey, he has to turn it up. But the rest of those guys have been been playing really well. So we'll see about Heflin. Is he done enough to push Roach out? I don't think so, but I do agree. I think those guys end up in the practice squad. Linebackers: Demario Davis, Pete Werner, Demarco Jackson, Zach Bond, and Jalen Smith. I agree with that. So we don't have none of our young guys except for Demarco Jackson there. Practice right. squad: Brian Conley with Nephi Sewell. The cornerbacks: Go Laddie, Daddy, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor. Bradley Roby, Roby and Hugo Amadi. Hugo Amadi is a special teams guy. I would kind of argue a bit. I'm not mad about the Hugo Amadi pick. I thought Isaac Yidham is turning in a pretty good uh, preseason as well to kind of make his push, but I can see what the Saints are doing. They were actually using Hugo Amadi as a returner yesterday, so they're trying to add him to the special teams best way they could. And, of course, we look at the safety, at the safety room. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, JT Gray. Jonathan Abram and Lonnie Johnson Jr. makes the team alone with Jordan Howden. And, of course, we know Smoke Monday is uh, – he got Smoke Monday as a practice squad guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so so Smoke Monday's on outside looking in in terms of this 53-man roster special teams is Will Lutz, Blake Gilligan, Zach Wood is the long snapper, and that'll compete the 53-man team. So, anyway, Pops, let's flashback. Defensively speaking – we just mentioned a lot of the defensive guys. Do you agree with the call on defense, defensive line linebacker, and the secondary room? Uh, who do you agree with what he's saying here? Is that how you think the the fifty three ends up? I think it does. Um, all the guys that he's got listed up really, really showed that they can they can play the game and they can they can shut down the run. Uh, you know stuff with that because the run killed us last year. I mean, so if we got somebody, some players that can at least slow down these guys, the offensive guys of the other team, uh, and hold them to within a few yards running, uh, you know, don't let the don't give up the big plays because what hurt us is the big plays. That's what that's that's the that's the that's the that was the defining moment, and some of the games we lost last year was the defining moment was the big plays, the big play that were. Well, linebacker, I mean, a, a running back would bust through the line and run to, you know, and have the second. They got got to clean that up. The secondary uh, uh, can't be allowed to make all these tackles. I mean, it's understandable you might get a guy to cut through, break through every now and then, but you got to cut, man. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to stop that. And they got to make sure they pick the right people to uh, to to do that. Yeah, I, I, this this list, this fifty three man roster list, is actually uh, pretty spot on. Like, it's just a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, You know, like I do like his picks. Uh, maybe two, maybe three guys, because a lot of these guys are uh, pretty much going to make the team. But I think uh, you know, it's a couple of the guys that I mentioned, like the wide receiver position. I don't think Keith Kirkwood uh, is the one of the five receivers, in my opinion. I know they got Brian Edwards. Uh, that they're talking about. I don't think Trey Quine Smith is one of those guys, but I think really one of the return 
men occupies the wide receiver position because if you don't add a Lynn Bowden Jr. or John Trey Kirkland, I think Lynn Bowden Jr. is your kick returner and punt returner. If you don't have him on there, you're gonna that means tell me you're gonna use Rashid Shahid or Hugo Amadi, who's not a return man uh, as a returner. I just think that's a problem. So Lynn Bowden Jr. I think gets uh, Keith Kirkwood slot in my opinion. Uh, Daryl Williams, I think he gets to call over Ellis Merriweather, even though Ellis Merriweather has been balling. But it's a reason why they brought Daryl Williams here is because Daryl Williams is a veteran. He's been in the fire. He's carried the ball for him and had some success. And they want a veteran north-south runner with pass catching capabilities in the interim for a missing Elvin Kamara, a part of that running back room. So I would kind of throw that, you know, kind of change that. And of course, we go to the Offensive line, I think uh, the offensive line, he has a uh, pinning Ramchek, Landon Young, McCoy, Andrews, Pete, Cesar Ruiz, Kelvin Throckmorton, Nick Salvadere. Me personally, I don't like Kelvin Throckmorton. I think we need a better player than Kelvin Throckmorton there. But based on how some of these guys have been playing, I don't know if you can make a name for some Max Garcia's looking slow uh, and, and out of it. Mark Evans has potential, but I don't know if he's ready for that. Lewis Kidd showed some stuff last year, but they have Kidd playing at tackle. They're trying to play him at tackle. He was getting beat yesterday. Uh, it just don't seem like a position of comfort for him. And the only other guy that you could talk about that you can move in there at a tackle position is Storm Norton. He's a veteran. He's seen it before. Actually, a pretty decent tackle. He has some flubs. But as a backup offensive tackle that play either right tackle or left tackle, I probably would kind of have him in there, and he also has Landon Young making the team. So, yeah, it's tough picking with some of these guys because we expect them to perform better. And, of course, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, everything lines up right. I think everything lines up, you know, except for you can make an argument. I'm not mad about it, but it's either between Hugo Amadi and Isaac Yedem for that Mm -hmm. last backer position. But outside of that, I think John Hendricks is – I would agree with him except for those three things. So, uh, uh, Pops, you want to speak on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we got a you know we I think we got a good group of young competitive people that are playing in that position. It's going to be hard actually to uh, to to you know really can to sort them out, and you just got to look at the film and watch how they play and watch their aggressiveness. Uh, you know, uh, uh, things like that. I mean, I'm telling you, they 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 uh. Uh, you know, some of them going to have to. Yeah, they, if I was the Saints, I would consider putting putting a great number of them on on that practice squad. There, you know, like some of the ones, especially the, the linebackers and the defensive backs. So, you know, some of them playing good. You know, you, it's going to be difficult to find a roster spot for them. Well, you know, you put them. You have to try to hold on to them as much as you can. I don't know. One other thing I want to speak about is if they're going to run that four, that three, four alignment. Or not, I think they're going to do it in certain situations to see how the offense reacts to it. You know, uh, if they and if it works for them, then they'll probably stick with it. But I think they'll be more longer, uh, you know, in the in the situation where they want to run back and forth with just getting people who can understand how to play their position within either the three, four, or the four, three alignments. You know, but they because they definitely if the four if they can if they can use the four and three with the right personnel, you have to be able to stuff the run because that's what's been uh that's what's been killing them. The the man, they just run, run, run on them and and the guys are, and then a lot of times the guys get caught out of position. So we gotta have some smart guys there who watch the ball, know where they're line are supposed to be lined up at. Uh, just like last night, we I saw some big runs. The quarterback just took off wide open field. 
So we have to, we have to, we have to be able to clean that stuff up. We got to have some guys that can recognize what that, what is that quarterback doing? He have, has he thrown the ball yet? Still holding the ball. You have to put pressure on him. Sometimes he'd be able to get the ball out to completion, but you can't let him just step out the pocket every chance like that guy did yesterday, and he took off and ran with it. Had more running yards than his whole team that he played for. So we we have to we have to clean that up. We got to get the guys and the coaches to make sure that they get these guys and keep them in position when they're when they're on the field. Yeah, I think pops up uh, when the season starts. I think the Saints defense will have a be- a better. Uh response because um like we said a lot of backups and back like i call them the back of the back back backups you have third second and third stringer guys that we're not going to really see in an extended capacity so right that's true going to be there so we're going to see a higher degree of uh of ball being played by defense and offense as our first team is there being there and that's the thing is how fast do these first teamers sink you know we've seen them in the uh, uh in practice and we've seen them in the training camp we've seen them uh, for a small sample size serving in some of these high game reps, four games. And we were actually looking pretty good in terms of the first preseason matchup the Saints had with that first. Uh, if we can produce the majority of the time like that and have that type of synergy chemistry, the Saints should have a lot of success. Shout out to school, man. Uh, Papa and Big Q, when Demario Davis comes back healthy, we will likely go back to a predominant nickel. However, it is nice to see us focusing on the 43 alignment, the stuff to run, and squash Jalen Hurst type. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate the super chat. I'm to say thank you, thank you very much. Picking me up, bringing me back to this world. All right, shout out to Scoop. Thank you for that, sir. Appreciate you on the super chat there. and Appreciate the family members there. Great commentary there. Yeah, and the interesting thing about the the – the 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 43 defense pop and we talk about the 43 all the you know the third linebacker there if it's not zach bond if it's jalen smith the other experienced veteran guy there this guy has the ability to cover he can cover he can cover guys he's fast sideline to sideline he got the speed to be able to cover the guys out of the backfield like you've seen the play when he was in the game yesterday he was able to cover a a, a running back coming out the backfield pretty good got up on him um, even made, made made a couple of uh, plays too as well. So he covers areas of the field very fast. So that will help you to be able to use a 43 defense if you have a guy that can actually cover guys out of the backfield. And, right. and it's athletic enough to help you. That's an experienced, productive veteran and a good fit for what the Saints defense doing there. I remember his first interview, he said, uh, they asked him, how fast do you think he'll be able to pick up the defense? Jalen Smith, so it won't take me long. He said, I played this game before. It won't take me long. And then he comes into the preseason game and have a hell of a game. So at the end of the day, yeah, we are very excited about what the defense will be able to produce going into the season. So anyway, shout out to the fam, man, for being here. Y'all, please, <laughs> y'all, please feel free to uh, hit the like button. If you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button. We up in this thing. We talking Saints on a, on a Monday night, baby. How you love that. All right, shout out to WB3, says Josh McDaniels did not fail in Denver. He got caught cheating. Isn't, it, isn't that failure? I mean, you got caught cheating. Did, didn't that mean you failed, Willie? I mean, is we, we kind of grasping for straws here, brother. I mean, uh, getting, getting cheat meaning you failed because you got caught cheating. So the mission was a failure because you was on the cheat mission. You still failed. I don't know. Uh, y'all, y'all let me know how y'all feel about it. All right. So anyway, uh, y'all, y'all, listen, man, we're going to get ready to roll on that. I appreciate uh, everybody for chiming in, man. That's my pop's first stream, man. He popped up here. I think he did a hell of a job, man. 
uh, talking about the Saints. This is, uh, he, this is where a lot of the, the high IQ Saint football talk comes from this gentleman here and also my grandfather who's also a diehard black and gold man. Uh, we used to watch the game. So a lot of that football knowledge and that Saint talk, that's where it's born out of the gentleman and my rest in peace to my grandfather, man, who was also a diehard. Those guys had to put up a lot of stinking ass losing for many years. Our pops before we ultimately huh. had to be able to get job, get to yeah. win inside, huh? Yep. Yeah. I, I promise you right now, man, <laughs> you know, we got the talent to, to move the team. We just, we just got to watch our mistakes and, and make sure we keep the, all the correct people that we need. So I'll tell you what, we uh we looking forward to next weekend. I'm looking forward to speaking with you with with the family again next weekend. Uh if my son uh got any uh, have no other plans. Um yes, sir. so I would have to bid everybody a farewell and a good night and go Saints. All right, there it is. That's the man himself right there. All right, so anyway, with that being said, listen, I appreciate each and every last one of y'all for tuning in this episode of the show. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Feel free to hit the share button and share the show on your social media feed. You know how we do. Check the links in the description section below. Join our email list. And remember, support the whodaddaily.com. That's our headquarter website. We have writers writing articles covering pro football, pro basketball, college football, uh, pro boxing. You know, they're doing the thing and we continue to grow. So be a part of the movement, man. Move with us. Help us join the, the Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash the pro media network. Also, feel free to join the YouTube channel, man, and be a part of the movement. We're doing great things, man. Shout out to the Who That Nation United family members, my brother Teal, my, my, my dog Randolph from the Keeping It Real podcast, my dog Teal from the NOLA Bros. And y'all give a listen and a look at Hoodie. He'll be firing up his stream a little later on. Go and check out Hoodie Jube's chat uh, platform, too. He's a member of the Who That Nation United. We represent the mighty Who That Nation, man. They can't play with us. All right, so with that being said, man, we're going to get out on this, man. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for the super chats and all the fantastic uh, time and, and spending time with us. And I'm going to holler at y'all on the Tuesday show tomorrow. Tuesday, Patreon Tuesday will be in effect. Lock content, all that great stuff. You can see it at patreon.com forward slash the PRO Media Network. We're rescheduling the nfc south stream family shout out to my brother low he is under the weather so we'll give you a time because it was supposed to be tomorrow with nfc south uh when uh, uh my dogs dave and rashad rashad from the panthers nation panthers nation podcast uh low and big game james we had to reschedule because low's under the weather so we'll let you guys know when that nfc south round table will be popping up again so with that being said i'm gonna get out on that much love to the fam appreciate y'all and i'm gonna holler at y'all later peace and who that? Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose all winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that? 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 Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a fel. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. 
Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that at. Where we do that at. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that at. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. The Who That Daily TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop mm. shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, mm. even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay mm. up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. Mm. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, 
Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.